Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. You're with Tracy Mack here on Newcastle Live. This week is Homelessness Week. It happens from today right through until the 7th of August. And in Australia, there's over 116,000 people experiencing homelessness on any given night. Homelessness, night, homelessness Week aims to raise awareness of the impact that it has on Australia and uh, it helps to, uh, to end. That's the aim of it. The aim is to raise the profile to end homelessness. But to end homelessness, we need a plan. 70-year-old Edwin Miller was homeless. He was camping rough in bushland and thinking about taking his own life. But incredibly, he now has a roof over his head and a new lease on life. And uh, Eddie very kindly joins me on the line this morning. Good morning, Eddie. Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, obviously, you've uh, you know you've worked hard all your life. You had a career as a circus performer. You're a professional yep. shooter. You owned and ran several shops. But in 2021, you found yourself facing the brutal reality of uh, the hunter homeless crisis. What happened? Um, I'd been renting a, a really nice farm of some people, and they had to sell the place for financial reasons. And um, I could not find anywhere with the pandemic going, anywhere at all I could afford to rent. And I had nowhere at all, actually. I just found myself sleeping in my car at first mm. and um, out along roads and things. And it just got worse and worse. The car would sort of give up on me and I ended up in a property out at uh, near Clarence Town through that three months of bad wet we had in that. Mm. And it was um, no no power, no toilets, no no water, no anything. And um, and I got stuck in there because the crossings were washed out all the time. Too dangerous to get across. It's just it's, horrendous. Um, it's did you could you have imagined in any any form that you, that at seventy you'd be homeless? Could you even even have no. contemplated that? No, never. No, I've worked my whole life and and um, and it just it just happens and it can happen to anyone. If it happens to me, it can happen to anyone at all. You um you well, mentioned um, that you you felt very you were very ashamed and you were very confused and uh, you know that uh, you just were at your wits end, weren't you? How um how did you get out of that, Eddie? How did you well, how did you move I, on? I I was sleeping on pallets in a bit of a makeshift tin shed I made out there to keep off the mud and the water and that from the rain and things, and I um I never moved for four or five days. I could not bring myself to even get up anymore. I couldn't eat. or well, didn't have any to eat anyhow. But I, um, I give up. Mm. And I didn't want the embarrassment of telling my children in Queensland that I was doing it hard. I never told them anything about it. Oh, Eddie. Um, because you feel ashamed of yourself when you've been a trier all your life. You lose everything. You lose your self-esteem. You lose your respect. What I'd like people to know is that um, if it wasn't for, and it took me three nights in a row to get enough courage to ring a helpline, and I rang um, Lifeline, and um, they, they were wonderful, the people there. 
that was on the third night, second night. The third night I fell in a heap again. Mm. I rang again, and not long after that, they'd, they'd spoke to me and suggested, you know, to try to move from where I'm out anywhere just to get around other people and, and you know, they tried to help me the best they could. I, um, I got through that night again, thanks to Lifeline. I, um, I didn't know till just recently that Lifeline is funded only through their Lifeline shops. Mm. So they don't get any from the government. And if that Lifeline wasn't there, I really honestly believe I couldn't have made it through a fourth night. I, I couldn't have just, just, I just completely given up by this stage. Um, people should support them. Mm. They do some incredible yeah. work, don't they? They're unbelievable. They're not judgmental. They're not, they're just there to talk to and, and um, yeah, it was, it was life-changing for me. That's just I, um, amazing. I, um, Got myself together a bit, and I walked out and got into Curry, and um, and um, I slept there for a couple of nights on verandas of abandoned houses. Uh, it was very, very cold and wet still, but I just knew from talking to those people that I have to do something. I can't let my family down. I can't. I just can't. I have to try, you know. Yeah. So what did and, you do um, from there? I um, I walked into Cessnock, and I don't know why I did. I went into, um, well, I call it Social Security. I'm not sure what the name is now. But um, I walked into there, and a young lady spoke to me for a little while, and when I sort of said a little bit to her, she got a bit distressed. I could see it in her face. She went and got an older lady who came back and sat there for a while with me. They suggested um, there's a place called Home in Place in, um, in Cessnock, and they told me how to find it. I thanked them the best I could. I, I kept breaking down. That's the hard part. I was a complete mess by now. Um, and I, I walked up and... I walked past that home in place front door probably eight or ten times before I finally pushed the thing and walked in. And from there, everything changed. Everything. The, the staff in there, there was two young ladies and there was a gentleman there. I, I don't really recall what I was talking about because I was shaking. Um... I wasn't quite taken in what they were telling me. Um, anyhow, they um, they found accommodation for me, and um, the gentleman walked me to the door and pointed in the direction where they had a motel room booked for me. Mm. And they said that they'd arrange for me to go down, tell them my name, and they'd give me a key for a, a room. Well, I... I I did exactly that. I had um, clean sheets. I had probably four showers. I kept having a shower. <laughs> um, I couldn't believe it. There was TV. Um, it, 
I made cups of tea and things and s- simple things. That mm. so we all take for granted. Oh, everyone must. Yeah, well, I did. I did. I didn't. But the people, I, I the next morning, I handed the key back in at the motel and went back to try to thank them for giving me the place for the night. And they said, but what do you mean? You've got two more nights here. I didn't even hear him say any of that stuff to me when I was in their office. Unbelievable. And, um, unbelievable, right? I, um, they'd also found another place um, that I could stay and, and um, for, for another three or four nights it was. And the next thing you know, I, um, I was walking in the streets every day wondering what to do and I had a a Woolworth bag with some canned food and stuff in it. So that I knew I had food and things. Yeah. <clears throat> I kept trying to walk into the office to thank them, and I couldn't because I sort of break down each time I tried to talk to them. I couldn't believe what, what help they did. They wouldn't be aware of it, but they literally saved my life that day when I walked in there. Just incredible. I, really, I don't think I could have got another day, you know. And people are going to understand there's help out there. I, I never knew about it. I was at the end of my rope. And the people, Lifeline and Home in Place, absolutely bent up backwards trying to help me. They put me in a, in a unit. I, um, I've got a nice little one-bedroom place I'm living now. I cook my own meals. I can go off the street to the shops and things. Um, they organised a fridge for me because I, no, I had nothing at all. Um, one of the ladies in Home in Place lent me her own um, um, microwave oven. Um They've done nothing, even down to cutlery and, and a food hamper to start me to help me. They found me accommodation for me mm. that I can afford, and my life turned around. I'm talking to my children now, um, which I've always talked to them. Mm. You just didn't tell them the truth. Them. Yes. They say, how you going? I said, oh, yeah, no, it's good. I'm cool. Yep. Mm. Great. I'm going to come up and visit you soon. That's all I'd say, but... But none of that was true, you know. Do you wish you had have reached out to them? And, and I bet they're... Do I, they I know really the story? Do. They do now. Mm. None of them have any clue because I've always been so... I've, I've never... I've always been a go-getter and a trier and, and becoming homeless took everything away from me. Everything. It's... Uh, and, and there is help out there. There is help out there. I hope nobody else gets as bad as what I was, but the truth is, as you said earlier when you showed, there's hundreds of thousands of people in the same situation, and they need to, if they haven't got a family close to them, they need to get onto Lifeline, they need to, if they've got no accommodation, they need to contact Home in Place, um, a church, anyone at all on and I found what's making me feel better is I try to volunteer for things now. Are you kidding? Um, no, I'm doing food help relief 
place in um, in um, in Cessnock every Thursday. I missed it last Thursday because I've had a bad head cold. But I really enjoyed going there and doing my little bit. It's only three or four hours, but I really enjoy doing it. And I'm looking forward to working at the um, at the new um, Lifeline shop at um, um, Greenhills and out of Maitland. It is just an incredible story, my friend. It it really is, and you know, as this is the thing that we keep saying that it uh, it's not the normal people who you would expect that are lying on the streets. They're not druggies. They're not uh, they're no, not people who no. are stealing. They are normal, everyday people like you and me. And they somebody they need all they need to be they need to put their hand up and say, look, I'm I'm struggling. I need a bit of help. Because the people that are out there are there to help you. They helped me. Mm. I know another case that they helped me. There was a woman. I'll only hold you up for a second, but <laughs> hey, I'm, you're you're giving woman, me your time. A, wo- a woman walked into the um, into the food care place where I help at um, behind the Yonanin Church in Cessnock on a Thursday, and she was very tall. She was. Um, I think probably 28, 29, something like that. She was reasonably young. She had three beautiful young children, all very polite. You could tell by her face and her and her clothing, and um, she was shattered. She had nothing. She had no hope with anything. She was, I don't know her situation, but her mum was there with her, and she had to do the talking because... The young lady was in a real bad way, you know. So we managed to put things together for the children, the food and stuff, and, and gave the woman, the people that that I helped there, um, they helped the woman out with food and things and, and home in place. Again, they found accommodation for... for um, in a motel room for them where they can cook some meals in the microwave with the food that they got from the food care help. And um, that, that young lady, I just hope that, she, that they've got to replace already, you know? It is just tragic. She's the story is... little kid. Oh. And um, I'm still getting over that now, and that's mm. nearly two weeks ago. Wow. You are an incredible I mean, man. You really are. No, this other these people that are helping are what are incredible. One lady said when I when I thanked her, I said I don't know how to thank you. You know, I don't know. I tried to write and I couldn't think what to say. And uh, she said, oh, "It's my job." But I've been around long enough to know if someone's dedicated to their job, and these people are dedicated people. I'm it so can't pleased. Be just a job. Now it's tell not me. Just a job to them. Tell me quickly, what's uh, so? So, what's your place look like? Uh, did you sit down and watch the the football on the weekend? You know, what's your place like out at Beresfield? Are you enjoying it? Uh, it's a it's a nice unit. Um, I've got my own kitchen and bathroom and everything I need. I've even got a TV now. That's fantastic. Um, I'm so pleased to hear. It is uh, it is a, a positive story, Eddie, but the sad thing is for every one of you, there's still 100 plus thousand people on the streets tonight and uh, it's, a, it's a blight on our society. It's a blight on, uh, on this country and it's just 
it's it's not acceptable and uh, people need to know that there is help out there there is housing shortages there are social housing shortages and uh, we need a plan something has to be done but I am just so so pleased that uh, that you found home in place and that you found lifeline and that you're uh, you're on your way to uh, to going onwards and upwards again Oh, I know that. And thank you very much for your help. No, my, my pleasure. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Okay, bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Wow. There you go. How's that as you're sitting in your warm office or house this morning? That is uh, Eddie. He's 70 years of age and he was homeless because there was nothing out there for him. There was nothing that was affordable for him. He ended up living rough for several months and... Uh, at 70 years of age, that's just not acceptable. It's really not. So as we uh, as we do begin Homeless Week, please, please keep uh, keep everybody in your thoughts. As uh, as Eddie said, without Lifeline and without Home in Place, which is a hunter based community housing provider, he'd still be on the streets. So please, if you can assist either of those organisations, it is desperate at the moment for uh, for everybody that's looking for housing all looking for help. I know that, uh, as Eddie said, Lifeline are funded for their emergency line completely by donations. So if you can help, please, please pick up the phone, get onto your internet and uh, either donate to Housing in pl- uh, Home in Place, which is the former Compass Housing, for those people who are, are wondering who the heck they are, it is the former Compass Housing. And if this story has raised any issues at all for you, please contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. And as Eddie said, don't be don't be too proud to reach out because uh, it's uh, it's such a blight at the moment on our society, and we need to help everybody that we possibly can. I can't tell you how honoured I am that Eddie spoke to me this morning. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.